Sure, there are plenty of COVID relief programs out there which relax tax regulations and might even delay a few audits. But if you think they're a sign that tax authorities are getting soft, well, aren't you in for a surprise? Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, hot off the press, cross-border solutions, weekly transfer pricing in the news podcast, and have we got a scoop for you today. That's the good news. The bad news, all of today's updates lead to the same logical conclusion Tax authorities are cracking down. Don't say we didn't warn you, but first, a message from my friends and yours at Cross Border Solutions. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of the Fiona Show Cross Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. Cross Border Solutions recently relaunched Transfer Pricing University, a live webinar series where you can learn about modern day transfer pricing, everything from methodologies to comparables to preparing documentation to meet country specific regulations. Good stuff, I know. Chief Economist Mimi Song leads the sessions. I just ask the occasional obvious question. Since our program is NASBA certified, you can earn one CPE credit for joining each session. Pretty sweet. So what are you waiting for? Join us for Transfer Pricing University Weekly. Classes are free, so now you really have no reason to miss it. Sign up at xbs.ai tpu. Sorry, multinational taxpayers, but the number of places where you can get away without filing transfer pricing documentation is dwindling. The latest jurisdiction to pile on the demands, Chile. On August 31st, 2020, the Chilean Tax Authority issued a resolution mandating that multinational companies meeting certain thresholds file a local and master file starting with business year 2020. The reports generally follow OECD guidelines with the master file outlining the group's big picture, the nature of the global business operations, the overall transfer pricing policies, and the global allocation of income and economic activity. The local file, of course, should draw conclusions from the economic analysis, methods, comparables, interquartile ranges, and hang on to those supporting documents, intracompany agreements, financials, APAs, because the Chilean tax authority wants everything but the kitchen sink. Is it us or does Netflix always seem to be in hot water when it comes to transfer pricing? Last year, Italy launched an investigation against the company claiming the streaming giant's optic fiber cables and servers constitute permanent establishments in Italy and therefore tax dollars too. This year on August 27th, South Korea also put the company on notice along with 20 other MNEs. The Korean National Tax Service has issues with losses allocated to South Korea. In fact, the tax authority claims Netflix paid its U.S. headquarters phantom management fees so it could put itself in a loss position and avoid paying taxes in South Korea. The result, too soon to tell in both countries, but one thing is for sure, no matter where you go, tax authorities sure aren't messing around. It seems tax authorities are finding fault in all kinds of business structures these days. The consolation, the courts don't always agree with them. That's what we gather from the Tax Court of Canada's recent ruling against the Canadian Revenue Authority. On August 27th, the Court of Canada ruled that AgriCity Limited correctly priced herbicide sold through its Barbados subsidiary and therefore is not on the hook for tax on 6 million Canadian dollars or 4.6 million U.S. dollars in profits. 
Backstory, AgriCity Limited had an agreement with a Barbados entity, an entity which the CRA declared a, quote, sham, to sell clear out to Canadian farmers. A generic version of Bayer Monsanto's weed killer Roundup, clear out and herbicides like it, would have to be registered with the Canadian Pest Management Regulatory Agency, a long and complicated process. So in a workaround effort to make clear out available to Canadian farmers in 2005, AgriCity set up new agco a subsidiary in the u.s the problem those u.s taxes are high so in 2006 agricity moved the subsidiary to barbados new agro purchased the weed killer through a special program that allowed it to sell directly to canadians and parent company agricity took care of all the logistics and administration involved with importing and selling it to canadians so everyone wins well except the cra which felt it was losing out on 2007 and 2008's significant tax dollars due to an artificial arrangement concocted to hide the fact that AgriCity was really the true seller of the product. Using transfer pricing rules in Canada's Income Tax Act, the CRA tried to allocate some of the Barbados's profits to Canada, but the tax court said not so fast. The initial U.S. arrangement was proof that this structure was not in place for tax purposes but for bona fide business reasons. New Agco was the purchaser of the herbicide and it bore the risk of drop in demand and currency exchange. It bought using US dollars and sold in Canadian. So what could the CRA do? Well, except for appeal. That just about wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to stay on top of transfer pricing news. I mean, it's so easy. All you have to do is subscribe to The Fiona Show, hot off the press on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and we'll spoon feed it to you every week. Since you're there, might as well subscribe to our anchor podcast, The Fiona Show, where we dive deep into transfer pricing compliance rules and regulations. I'm Matthew DeMello, and I host, edit, and engineer this podcast. Executive producer Mary Lynn Mitchum-Strom writes our scripts. That's all she she wrote for today, but we'll be back with more transfer pricing updates next week. Catch you then.